the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey there, welcome to Faith Talk Today. I am Rick Probst. Thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. And we have had some amazing guests over the last, uh, what, four or five shows since we've changed our format and we're hearing from you and you love this format and you love the guests. So thank you very much. You can always listen to us again on podcast. You can go to faithtalkatlanta.com. Thank you, my producer, Ezra Ortiz, for getting these stellar Guest. Now, one of our favorite guests, if you're watching or listening, he's right there with us today, Rabbi Schneider of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. You hear that show here at Faith Talk Atlanta. Rabbi, how are you? It's a blessing to be with you, my friend. I'm doing well. Praise God. Thank you so much for being a part uh, of the show. You've been on with us many, many times, and we have learned so much uh, from you. And folks can go to your website. They can see videos. They can hear audio, your podcast. They can see what's going on. And we want to talk about uh, a number of things uh, that has been going on. The fall feasts mm-hmm. are, are huge. The celebrations of the Jewish feasts. We just finished up Rosh Hashanah and uh, uh, we want to talk. That is the new year, the Jewish new year. But something you just brought up, which I'd really like to talk about is you were on Newsmax. They talked to you about Rosh Hashanah and you actually debated a Jewish rabbi, and uh, talk uh, talk about that a bit and how folks can maybe see that again. Well, on our YouTube channel, just search Rabbi Schneider on YouTube or Discovering the Jewish Jesus on YouTube. But what happened is we got an unexpected call at the end of last week from Newsmax. They wanted to interview me about Rosh Hashanah. had about 30 minutes to get over to the office and sit down and wasn't even sure where it was all going. So basically, it began with the newscasters from Newsmax talking about, you know, tonight begins the Jewish New Year of Rosh Hashanah. We have with us Rabbi Kurt Schneider and Rabbi Alan Green. And Rabbi Schneider, we're going to start with you. Tell us about Rosh Hashanah. So I talked about the traditional meaning of Rosh Hashanah, which is celebrated as the Jewish New Year. But then I went on to say, but more biblically, Rosh Hashanah's name is called Yom Teruah, which means the day of blast or the day of blowing, because that's what it's actually called in the book of Leviticus in the Bible. It was a day that took place on the first of the Hebrew month of Tishrei, which is the seventh month in God's calendar. And on that day, God commanded Israel to blow the trumpet as a reminder. So I brought to light the fact that when the Lord told Israel that they were to blow the trumpet as a reminder every year on this holy day, which is most often referred to, as you had mentioned, as Rosh Hashanah, meaning the Jewish New Year, mm-hmm. but is actually more biblically Yom Teruah, which is a day of blowing or the day of blast. I brought to light the fact that when the Lord said, blow the trumpet as a reminder What would have Israel been reminded of? And the greatest thing that they would have been reminded of is when God, when the God of Israel, when Yahweh appeared in glory on top of Mount Sinai and a shofar began to blow from heaven and the sound of the blast blew louder and louder and louder. The people, Rick, at the base of the mountain, Israel, about 3,000 of them were trembling in fear. And then the Lord spoke. 
And so the concept is, is that the kingdom of God was introduced into the world in the old covenant by the blowing of a shofar. Similarly, we find that in the book of Thessalonians, Yeshua will descend from heaven when once again the kingdom of God breaks into earth, finally and completely with the voice of the angel and the shofar of God. So I talked about in the Newsmax interview about more biblically, this is Yom Teruah, and it has to do with Jesus' second coming. And then they turned it over to the other traditional rabbi, kind of started <laughs> laughing at me. Well, you know, Jews don't believe in Jesus. And we got into a bit of a debate there. So uh, the name of the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 either the thumbnail or the title on the YouTube channel is Totally Unexpected rivalry between rabbis and the two Newsmax uh, hosts, they were like stunned because like they had <laughs> no idea what was about to happen. They were not prepared for it. So that was pretty fun. Uh, it is the Jewish New Year in, in traditional Judaism, which is a very beautiful season, but it is also a time that introduces what's called the 10 days of awe. So the period between Rosh Hashanah or Yom Teruah and Yom Kippur, it's 10 days long. And these 10 days are called the days of awe. And in traditional Judaism, there are days in which we're supposed to examine ourselves to determine whether there's anything wrong in our heart towards God or towards other human beings and to make those things right. Because according to Orthodox Judaism, I'm not teaching this, I'm just educating. According to Orthodox Judaism, on Yom Kippur, God makes a decision about what's going to happen in your life over the next year. So you want to repent before God and men so you could be ready to receive what God, you know, has for you on Yom Kippur going forward. Of course, as Christians, as believers in Yeshua, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, because being a Christian is not opposite of being a Jew. A Christian is just a follower of the Christ, which is the Greek word for the anointed one. So the first Christians were actually Jews. But the, those of us that believe in Yeshua of Nazareth, we believe that the Feast of Trumpets and Yom Kippur is all about him and that uh, that Yom Kippur was partially fulfilled, largely fulfilled, according to the book of Hebrews, when Yeshua died on the cross so that no longer is it necessary to shed the blood of bulls and goats. But there's a prophetic future fulfillment of Yom Kippur, and that's when Yeshua returns and all Israel gets saved. Always so good. Rabbi Schneider with us, Discovering the Jewish Jesus. You hear him here at Faith Talk Atlanta. If you go to faithtalkatlanta.com, there's a free download of Discovering All of God's Holy Days, talking about the feast and uh, resources all over Rabbi Schneider's uh, website. And you'll see that scrolling uh, there as uh, you're, you're watching the show. Well, we've already opened it up, uh, Rabbi, about the feast. Let's go on then. Then we've got, after that, it's the Feast of Tabernacles, which starts the evening of September 29th and goes through October 6th. And we want to mention that you're going to be on Daystar October the 2nd, and you're going to be talking about, it's live, you're going to be talking about the Feast of Tabernacles. Well, let's cover that. Let's talk about the Tabernacles. Excellent, my friend. Thank you for asking. So I will be broadcasting actually live from Jerusalem, from Daystar Studio in Jerusalem. So that's wow. awesome to be able to broadcast live from Jerusalem, go all over the world. And what's really cool about that, Rick, is in the book of Zechariah, the Lord tells us that after Armageddon, during the millennial period, all nations that know God will worship him during the first uh, the Feast of Tabernacles. Mm. So it's cool to broadcast from Jerusalem to go all over the world because God's people all over the world are going to worship him during what we call in Hebrew Sukkot, which is the Hebrew word for the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles is very, very special because it's a time of great celebration. 
We've got through with the, uh, with the 10 days of awe and self-examination. Yom Kippur is very solemn, very holy, very weighty. Again, a time of self-introspection. So now when you get through that season, you enter now into the season of tabernacles or Sukkot, which is like, okay, I've got through the season of repentance at Yom Kippur, and now I'm going to celebrate before the Lord. And so very, very happy time of year. Jesus celebrated in John chapter 7. He was in the temple in John chapter 7 and uh, and celebrating and celebrating this day. And, and, he, and, he, and he talked about there that if you believe in me, rivers of living water will flow from your innermost being, that he's the one whom all the feasts point to. In Leviticus 23, these are my appointed times. They're called Moedim. They're holy convocations. So first of all, the Lord talks about Shabbat, the Sabbath, in which we model after his behavior because he created the world in six days and then rested on the seventh. And Jesus said that the Sabbath was made for man. And in fact, the Sabbath is a creation principle. It was given before the law was given. So the first appointed time that the Lord mentions Leviticus 23 is Shabbat or the Sabbath, which simply means to stop or to rest. And it's so healthy for us as human beings to have a day carved out in our week, every week, to be irresponsible. It's just, an, you know, if we, if we just keep going, you know, and our society is moving so fast, there's so much information, there's so many responsibilities. And if we don't stop and rest like God did, he created in six days and he rested on the seventh, not because he was pooped, but because he was doing it as a temple for us whom he created in his own image as to how to live. So I want to encourage our, our listeners right now, and I've got a lot of teaching on this, take a day a week and just rest in the Lord. Don't be running around. Don't be all over your smartphone and your social media. Just rest before the Lord and spend time with family and your Christian brothers and sisters. And again, that's a great teaching. We could go on for that for a long, long time. But then after Shabbat, the Lord picks up after Sukkot with what we call the fall holy days. And these fall holy days are related to Yeshua's return. And so um, it's interesting that there's a long pause in between the, the spring holy days and the fall holy days. Actually, it's they start in the spring. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I need to go backward because actually in Leviticus 23, it starts with Passover. That's mm-hmm. the first of the holy days. And of course, Yeshua was crucified on Passover. He was buried during the next holy season in Leviticus 23 called Unleavened Bread, which is to me a feast of obedience The reason it's called unleavened bread is because when the Lord called Israel out of Egypt on the night of their deliverance, he told them in advance, when you hear me call, if you're baking bread, don't wait for it to rise. You obey me instantly and immediately. So it's like the feast of obedience. When we hear the Lord, we need to obey right now. So Jesus was buried during the feast of unleavened bread because he is the perfectly obedient one. And um, so, so we go through these these uh, these these uh, spring holy days, which culminates with what we call in English Pentecost. And a lot of people, when they when they read Acts chapter two or they hear about Pentecost, they only associate it with the giving of the Spirit. But actually, Jewish people had been celebrating this day for fifteen hundred years before Acts two was written. So, when when the Scripture says the day of Pentecost had come in Acts chapter two. 
They were sitting there. They had already been doing this for 1,500 years in advance, and it was associated in their minds with the day that God gave them the law in Mount Sinai, and his glory appeared, and the mountain shook, and the fire came, and the wind blew. So here they are, Rick, sitting in the upper room in Acts 2, thinking about that, and then suddenly the same God that appeared to them at Sinai comes again with fire and glory and a rushing wind and fills them with his spirit and the new covenant is inaugurated. Mm, love that. Rabbi Schneider with us. Uh, we Our time is up. Rabbi, thank you so much. Thank you, Ezra Ortiz, my amazing producer. Uh, until next time, I'm Rick Probst. See ya. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.